When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What is Cafe Mocha? Cafe Mocha is experts, celebrities. What's up? This is Belbib DeVoe. You're truly Idris Elba. This is Fantasia. This, this is Invo. This is India Ari. Oh, much more. All from a woman's perspective. What flavor are you, baby? This is Cafe Mocha. As promised, we're spending the Labor Day holiday with Ludacris. We're going to talk about the inspiration for his cartoon, his restaurant, Chicken and Beer, and of course, the Fast and Furious franchise. Cafe Mocha begins now. Angelique, Lonnie, Love yo yo back together again into the summer. Hi, ladies. Hello. How was your birthday? <laughs> oh God, you know Leo season. I'm not ready to give it up. Of course, hey, man. it's over, honey. I know it's the over. Virgos are here. <laughs> Much more to... <laughs> easy to get along with, by the way. <laughs> Listen, I read a post that said, if you are looking for three signs to defend you in an argument. Who would you go get? And the post said, a Capricorn, a Virgo, and an Aquarius. Now, what three would you go get? Well, being a Capricorn, I would go get a Leo. (laughs) (laughs) What about you, Lottie? I don't know. Probably a Cancer. I don't know. Because you're a Cancer. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, but you you guys are so sweet. But I love Cancers. Warm and and reliable and... A cancer for a fight? No, nah, cancers are lovers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I guess so. so. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for yeah, negotiation, yeah. you bring a cancer in for a, a, a sound negotiation. Right. I, I like what they said. A Capricorn, a Virgo. A Capricorn is going no holds bar. A Virgo is going to make you feel stupid. And an Aquarius is going to be so blatantly honest that you don't even want to talk to them about anything or argue with them. <laughs> so so what's been up, guys? Goodness gracious, everything for me. I know I'm at the end. We just wrapped on Hip Hop Treasures. I'm so excited about that on A&E and more to come about that. And I'm headed back to Chicago to finish filming the series of uh, Saturdays on Disney+. Plus. And just still traveling and working. That's getting good. the night ready for college. Woohoo! Oh my yeah. God. Where's she going? Yeah, right. Seton Hall. Sinai's, she ain't there yet? She's there. She's just, listen, this girl's asking for, she wants everything brand new. I said, hey, listen, honey, college kids don't get everything brand new. You know, you get you two pair of sweats and three t shirts and you make it work. Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> You're going to have that child walking around college looking like a... She need more than two t-shirts. She's going to have to go through them clothes she has in her closet. I got you. And organize. And figure it out. And figure it out. What about you? Me? Yeah, Angie, what you been doing? I've been doing voiceover stuff. Got an American Airlines spot. Got a new little thing on Cartoon Network. Got a uh, season two of Jellystone starts taping at the end of the week. So I'm just doing voiceover stuff as always. Nothing exciting. Spent my birthday, well, mom's birthday in New York. And we went to uh, Broadway to see that Michael Jackson 
How was but, that? Oh my God. You would have thought Michael was there. I mean, in the <sighs> very first song where he steps out on a stage, everybody stood up and started screaming. It was crazy. It was so good. It He's felt- a cutie pie. It felt he's a great dancer. Mm-hmm. The speaking, you know, I guess they they hit Michael at like three different points in his life. Um, and so the older, oldest Michael, um, the speaking voice just seems weird to me, you know, that that you would speak in that. Oh, that high falsetto. Yeah, exactly. That part was weird. But the story was good. The dancing was phenomenal. Like at the end, we were arguing over which version of the Michael we like best, the little Michael, the medium Michael, the older Michael, just a really well done production. If you're a fan, then you're going to love it. Yeah, I definitely want to go and see that when I get a chance. I'm going to try to head back out there. I've been... um, it's like uh, usually around this time I'm preparing for the real, but as everybody knows, it got canceled. And it was funny because I have been booked and blessed as people would say. Mm-hmm. Um, I Right now I'm in Vegas working on a show called Magic with the Stars. Oh, cool. It's uh, being headlined by Chris Angel. And he called mm. me out here to be a, a regular judge. So I've been out here and I've been offered a, a bunch of different movie roles and you know I just want to encourage people that when you know you have uh, different changes in your life you know you have to go with the change and mm-hmm. you also have to lean into your talent you make plans you do things and I mean I I couldn't imagine this in my wildest dreams that I would be you know, going back to what I wanted to go back to, which are movies. Now I'm able to do them. I wasn't able to do them, you know, doing a daytime daily mm-hmm. talk show. Yeah. Um, and now I'm able to, you know, do that. I'm able to do projects. I'm able to create my own projects. So this really is an exciting time. And, you know, I mean, I know that you could probably attest to it, uh, Yo-Yo, of, you know, going to into different mediums when, you know, you were in one lane and then you have to go to another and the opportunities are there. It's just that, you know, people, it's just the humbling to see that people see my work and I'm humbled mm-hmm. by that. Mm-hmm. Well, I, you know what I'd love to see, Lonnie? I'd love to see you do some directing. That's what I mean, I'm working with, with yeah. uh, Kevin Hart and his Heartbeat Productions. And shout out to Kevin mm-hmm. Hart. People have to realize Kevin Hart, you know, he is doing so much for Black creatives. Yes, you might see a lot of what he's doing, but also behind the scene, he's giving a lot of opportunities to um, Black females, especially in the directing space, uh, pr- different types of projects. And he's covering the whole gamut and it's through his Heartbeat Productions. And he really wants everybody else to win. And so I'm working with him um, on, you know, directing small shorts mm-hmm. and things like that. Also working with, um, Rob Hardy, who is with, um, was partners with Will Packer. Um, I'm working with him and there's a lot, there's this, like, I won't say underground, but there is a group of black creatives mm-hmm. that, you know, are working together and trying to help each other to sell projects and to create projects. Viola Davis has one. Uh, Octavia Spencer has one. Um, and it was funny because the day of the final show of the reel, um, I got a, a text 
from one of the black creatives and I'm going to keep it a secret until it happens, but they reached out to me and it was just so humbling because you think people, you know, they were very complimentary and they were like, they want to work with me. So there is opportunity Mm -hmm. when people see your work. And that's why I always tell people, whatever your passion, you know, I always say it it to you, Angie, you know, Mm -hmm. I know what your passion is, is, is creating and doing voiceovers and animations and having your own show. You know, I'm, you know, that is there. It's mm-hmm. just that you have to keep working on it. And um, we have to give it up to Cafe Mocha because we've been doing this for so many years, but people recognize the name. They recognize us as host. And you think that, you know, nobody is paying attention. There are a lot of people paying attention, especially mm-hmm. when it comes to black creative. So I just want to give that encouragement because I know a lot of people out there that are, you know, trying to make it and trying to get a break. You will. And just just keep on doing your talent. Keep on whatever it is, whether you're trying to open a business, trying to have a baby, whatever, it will happen. So that's have it. faith. Thank you, Lonnie Love. It's Cafe Mocha, Angelique, and Yo-Yo. Lonnie's shooting a movie right now, and Yo-Yo is getting Ludacris on the line. Yo-Yo. Luda. What's up, (laughs) y'all? What's up, Luda? It's Yo-Yo. Angelique, our producer from Cafe Mocha, and Lonnie Love is also one of the hosts. All good. Well, first and foremost, it's an honor and a pleasure. Yeah, I got a lot of my DNA when it comes to the Yo-Yo side of things, and everybody else I Love and respect. So, man, it's an, it's an honor. How so are I, you? I'm going to let you guys have your moment. I mean, what did coming up, you know, as a DJ and an aspiring rapper and actor, what did Yo-Yo mean to you when you heard her music, when, you know? Uh-oh. I'm just saying. Oh, no, that's great. It's a great <laughs> question, shoot, especially from a man who has all daughters and trying to empower them and, you know, let, let them know about self-confidence and, uh, I think that when I was young and, and I was looking at Yo-Yo, I just loved how in- extremely confident she was about herself. And just, you just honestly, honestly, you could just tell she stood for something. It's those eyes, you you know, the eyes are the gateway to the soul. So she has those, she has those mesmerizing eyes, but a demeanor unlike any other female I'd ever seen. And so watching her and and what she spoke about and you could tell she meant every single word that came out of her mouth is exactly what we needed in the industry in order to pave the way for everything that's going on you know right now and 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 then some so i was just blown away and before i could even speak and verbalize it to the to the way that i am now i I understood it when i saw it at that time i love that dog agrees I, listen, I know my dog, Luda. I love you. I've watched you your your entire career, and it's such an honor to see how far hip hop has come. We've come into the game where when I started, journalists were saying, "Is hip hop here to stay?" And you are a great example that hip hop is here to stay. Karma's world is something that you've been working on, I think, for a long time. I remember back in was it twenty twelve. Uh, you released an album, I think, that featured your daughter with some educational songs. Yeah, you then- you hit the nail on the head. This was, I think it was, it was even before that. I've been working on this 14 years. But to answer wow. your question, that's how it started out. It was a website, and it was an educational website. And that was kind of like phase one of it. So she was six years old when we started doing this because she always used to come in my studio and ask, you know, she would say she wanted to rap and she would Mm -hmm. interrupt me doing my music and I would always kick her out. But she was so consistent that one day I had to sit her down and talk to her and say, if you want to do music, you got to talk about what goes on in your life. 
because daddy talks about what goes on in his and I'm a narrator of that. And for her, it was obviously about school and an occasional play. And so we birthed this whole idea of karma's world. If every me saying that isn't a testament to right. you know, never giving up and believing in yourself because it took 14 years, as I always call it, to fail better and better each time in order to bring it to fruition to what it is today. And I don't know what better to tell people. I just stuck with it and never gave up. So it means so much because, like you said, me being a young girl in the industry, it matters what men think about us, whether we like it or not, whether women want to say it doesn't matter. It matters when you have support your girl's dad without a doubt, which means a lot to a lot of people. What motivated you to want to encourage your daughter to be a part of what you have going on. How important was that for you? Well, that's, that's really a great question because, you know, at six years old, I w- when she made that decision, I wasn't thinking that she was going to stick with that for the rest of her life, but mm-hmm. I had to take her serious at that moment. She has since gone on and kind of like obviously changed her mind about certain things, but look <laughs> at what that conversation and me taking her serious has come to. And now mm-hmm. if she ever wants to fall back, apart from certain things she's doing, she, you know, she always loves the creative aspect of music and, and television and animation. So that is the goal to have something for all of my, not only my daughters, my entire family, if they so choose to come work with this entity that I've created as a brand that continues to expand and they have that option. Um, so there you have it. It's just like, it, it meant everything to take her serious. You should take everybody serious, you know, that you love and that you cherish and somebody from your family, even if it means just having that conversation and you let them show you how serious they are after you have that conversation with them. Right. The, the cartoon is adorable. absolutely adorable what kind of feedback have you gotten because i remember when it came on netflix i do cartoon voices and so i see it and every time i see a little cartoon i click on like oh my god and then when i saw your name okay i'm loving (laughs) this but what's been the response from kids from the industry from parents Man, from kids, it's been overwhelming because there's a lesson, and obviously in every single episode, and, and it's not, it's not trying to drill it down. You, it's basically music driven, but there's a moral, and it's what actual kids are going through right now, which I feel like we need more now than ever. Real life situations, and a lot of them are based on things that Karma actually went through in her life, which is why I feel like kids are resonated with it so much. But to answer your question about parents, the number one thing I get from parents is, I wish I had this. When I was a kid, but Uh I'm glad that I have it now. So, you know, this is one of those things that's that's bringing parents and kids together. And and some of those hard conversations to have, that's the number one way that I'm able to teach my children is we'll watch a movie together. And then they have so many questions based on what happened in the movie. And we're able to open that dialogue because obviously my kids are, (laughs) you know, they're not going to get in certain situations immediately when it comes to what's going on in the street. So I have to teach them by watching these situations and then telling them what to do if they were to get in them. So to answer your question, that's basically what it is. It's it's, it's showing and proving and and literally just real life, because that's what animation and and that's literally what uh, art is supposed to be about, imitation of real life. Talking about art imitating life. That's exactly what it is. Art imitating life. We talked about it so much. And how important is it for you, Luda, to think about the things that you've gone through and then to go through it with children? 
watching your children and being able to grow into a place where you could see your kids and and still be creative in that space, do you have to pull back sometimes or do you just take the energy that you're feeling and move forward with it? Yeah, I mean, the the audience and people who are going to support, you know, music and artists and shows like this are going to support it and resonate with it because they feel, you know, an attachment and they can relate to it. So I feel that it's very important to just speak your truth. And that's the same thing we did here with this Karma's World show on Netflix. That's that's what we're doing. We're just speaking the truth of, of a kid, especially a young lady who's going through um, all of these different, you know, uh, problems and issues and just trying to teach them how to come out of them and how to value themselves and how they can make change within their own family and neighborhood and continue to do good. And obviously the whole moral of it is what, you know, what you put out to the world comes back to you. And when kids truly start believing in that, I feel like we'll have a better world. That's all I'm trying to do is just be the change that I want to see. It's like plant the seed for those who we know are going to change the world because we're in a lot of turmoil right now, a lot of negativity. So if I can add some positivity to this upcoming generation, then at least there's still hope. Which needs it, right? (laughs) Oh, need is an understatement. Yeah, that's, that's why I go so hard for it. You know, I'm living in my purpose, and, and it's about legacy at this point in my life. So that's that's what's so important to me. And, you know, they're my springboard. They're like my little consultants. I have a seven- and an eight-year-old. They're watching the show. They're telling me, you know, way before the world gets to see it, which ones they like, what they don't like, you know, what they should be wearing. So this is, this is, this is putting my family together and, and, and showing them, you know, what hard work and everything that they can do and helping and what it takes to succeed and never what's giving it? up. What's it like raising girls? <laughs> I mean, listen, it's not easy, but if, if I go through it as a man now, then I know later on they're going to take care of me, you know? Yeah, Because exactly. you have sons, and they, they'll love you, but they get older, they'll be like, oh, he'll be all right. <laughs> he'll be all right. Put him over <laughs> but there. But you know your girl's going to take right. care of you. Don't act. You know what that is. Yeah, absolutely. Your daughters are not going to let you uh, down. That's absolutely It's hard, true. though, because I'm a softy, man. You know, all they got to do is... Give me that smile, and it's like I—it's hard to hard to say no to these these beautiful girls. Oh, that's sweet. We're talking to Ludacris, and of course, Karma's World is on Netflix. Uh, I want to switch gears and talk about music. Can you take us for the people who don't know the story, the the newbies who only know you from the Fast and the Furious, who only know you from rap? Can you take us back to being a DJ, you know, a radio personality back in Atlanta cuz I love those. I love the story of I started here and now I'm way over here. <laughs> way over here. <laughs> way over here. I'm so over here. I'm off mic here. <laughs> way over here. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, for those people that don't know, I started, well, I always did music, but I had to come up with a plan to try to meet the right people and get my music to the right individuals. And the way that I did that was I I got an internship at a hip-hop radio station in Atlanta, Georgia. It was called 97.5 at the time. But but I was like senior in high school, and I went up there just asking for a job to do it for free for the morning show. Because I knew that if I got a, a job for myself at this station, this is where all the producers and all of the artists come to on yeah. a daily basis. So I'm like, I'm going to get somebody to, to listen to my music. 
But I, obviously, I couldn't tell the program director and the bosses up there that my only reason for coming to this station and trying to get a job is so I can get put on in hip hop. So I acted like, you know, I wanted to be a radio DJ, which was fun because mm -hmm. that was kind of the, the pre, how can I say, uh, it, like being a local celebrity way before being a worldwide celebrity was yeah. a great kind of starting point to teach me and not go too fast. And so being a radio DJ and the youngest one at the station for that, it kind of it kind of prompted and, and helped me to catapult myself into the next level when it was time. Right. But yeah, that's how I did it. I, it, it worked. <laughs> I was working at this station for like four or five years, but one thing led to another. I met Timbaland, you know, I met Jermaine Dupree, I met Organized Noise, and all of a sudden I'm I'm, I'm doing all these different things and, and making money, and I put all this money into my own project, and the rest right. is history. What's Your Fantasy was the first song. When you came in looking at artists, was it something that you seen that artists wasn't doing that you said, well, there's a loophole here because you when you came in, you came in at the right time. You came in with the right energy. It wasn't like you were trying to fit in with anybody. And for me, from the outside looking in to learn that your history was radio, I said, wow, it, it was almost like it, you slid right in. It was almost like sliding to third base. <laughs> Was there anything that you saw from being inside that the outside wasn't doing with music? Newcomers Man, that was I, trying to get honestly, in. Honestly, that, that's such a um, such a good question because when I was, you know, when I was eighteen and I was in it, I wasn't looking at it from a judgmental standpoint. I was just looking at every star like there's nothing anyone's doing wrong. They just they just being themselves. But in retrospect, I'm still trying to figure out how to answer that question because. <laughs> You know, I think that knowing how some of them would show up extremely late, yeah. um, you know, and not respect the time frame or not show up at all or, you know, certain people that just were treating individuals as if they are higher than human, you know what I mean? And all of those things coming back to them, I, you know, I would notice little things like that. And as I'm, you know, fast forward all these years, if I, as I look back at it, there was probably something within me that said, you know, I'm never going to do that. I'm not going to waste people's time. I'm going to make mm -hmm. sure I'm on time. I'm going to treat people, you know, with respect. And, uh, yeah. you know, that's that's part of the reason I feel like I've made it to where I made it. Because, you know, you got to treat the judge the same way you treat the janitor. Treat the janitor the same yeah. way you treat the judge. That's the way it's it. Because it, it, it seems so effortlessly done to make people move, party, and get the joke and feel loose while saying some good stuff. Yeah, I would have to give that to God because okay, I, I wish perfect. I I didn't choose. You know, I wasn't <laughs> able to choose exactly when when specifically I was able to maneuver and make it happen mm -hmm. in the time mm -hmm. frame that it did. Because I've been rapping since I was nine years old. If it was oh, up wow. to me, I got I'd have got signed when I was nine. So I got signed <laughs> when I was about you know twenty one, twenty two. So that I have to give to God in, in terms of. But I can say the transition made it easier. Yeah. If I knew I put out my, my album independently and, and got signed and got a better deal just based on me selling a certain amount of copies on my own so that the company was already fully behind the movement that I had already started. That that had something to do with it, I'm sure. Season four of Karma's World kicks off on Netflix September 22nd. We've got more with Luda on Cafe Mocha. 
Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. It's Cafe Mocha. It's Cafe Mocha. He's a former radio DJ, turn rapper, turn actor, turn superstar. I'm Angelique along with Yo Yo. Ludacris is our guest. What, um, when you listen to the rap that's out there right now and the artists, anybody stand out to you? What do you think of the state of hip hop right now? You know, hip hop is, is forever evolving, forever yeah. changing, and it needs to do that. It needs to continue to breathe fresh air. If there's any artists out there that I currently, um, you know, I'm listening to, uh, J. Cole will definitely be one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. Who else am I a fan of? Obviously, Kendrick. You know, Kendrick, he, he makes you deep. He's deep with it. Those are probably my favorite, too, right now. Okay. That's cool. We're going to ask you to define yourself because we we used to be able to just say, rapper and actor ludicrous. But, <laughs> like, you're so much more now. If you had to give yourself a title, what would it be? I know, right? Uh, man, it's what you just said. It's, it's a, a man diversifying his portfolio at all times. So multifaceted, <laughs> African-American, whatever you want, however you want to put for that. But I would just say multifaceted, uh, entrepreneur. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. I mean, we're allowed to say content creator now. We can just say multifaceted content creator. There it is. Multifaceted content creator. You know what? I like that. This, you know, interviews like this are supposed to bring ideas. And I think that we may have just made one up on this show. That's where we're going with right it. I was, I was almost there. You helped me get 100% there. Right there. <laughs> Speaking of entrepreneurship, for people who haven't been through the Atlanta airport, can you explain to them what chicken and beer is? <laughs> Chicken and Beer started as, you know, a title name for my third album, um, which, you know, humbly speaking, is over three million souls. So a lot of most of the people around the world know that name and have it synonymous with Ludacris. And then we came up with the idea, well, what a better way than to make that a restaurant, you know, from an album name. And we did that. And yeah, Atlanta Hartsfield Jackson Airport is the busiest airport in the world. So in Concourse D, uh, all the way at the end, it is this restaurant called Chicken and Beer. And yes, we have more than just chicken and beer on the menu, but it's some really good chicken and beer, different local taps, and a lot of different varieties to choose from. It's multifaceted creator chicken and beer going on inside this restaurant. So there you have it. And what are three fan favorites on the menu um, that you would select or recommend for a girl who is a stellar beer type of girl? Yeah. Yeah, that's a good question because there's there's some local breweries around here. I'd have to think about that because there's so many that's good. I think it's subjective to what people like. But in terms of the food, I could say sometimes the catfish in our hamburger gets off better than the chicken on the menu. I love some catfish. Yeah, you'll love it there. Then you got to come to the restaurant and check it out. I know. I I, I was when I was looking at our interview and looking at you know um, some research that our producer had given me. I'm like chicken and beer. And I'm thinking that's his album. So I looked into it and I'm like, oh, wait, he's in 
Atlanta airport? I'm like, where? Next time I'm delayed. How do we miss it? You know? I'm like, next time I'm delayed or got a layover, I got to go all the time and check out some chicken and beer. All the times we've been in Atlanta airport for an hour, two hours, plane delay. We should have been over in Concourse D. (laughs) Yes, well, I do. I will be honest, though. It takes a little work. Unless you already on Concourse D. You, it's one thing to get off of that train, but you have to walk down to the end of the concourse. So you really got to have some time. Luckily, I can say this because the restaurant's doing well, regardless of people who want to go all that way or not. But that's part of the reason people miss it is because unless you're already on that side, you know, it's it's a little off the beaten path, but I can guarantee it's worth it. <laughs> well, that's a good thing because nowadays I think layovers, my last layover in Atlanta was almost four hours Jeez. and and then it was wow, delayed yeah. and delayed and delayed. Yes. So I need to know that. Concourse <laughs> D. Yes. Concourse D. It is uh, chicken and beer. And he said it's it's the catfish and the chicken and the beer and it's a lot of stuff. So I'm definitely going to make sure I make my way down to it. What's your signature dish at home? What do you cook? And it's okay if it's just spaghetti. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's all good. You know, I I wasn't really the best cook, but I kind of know how to cook for myself. I don't know. I don't know if you've ever heard anybody say that, but. Like what I like, I, I kind of mush things together and just eat it and no one else would probably like it, but I know how to cook for myself. But to answer your question, what am I good? I'm good at tacos, like, you know, uh, ground beef tacos. Uh-huh. Uh, Come on, West Coast. Soft shells and get, you know, cutting up the tomatoes <laughs> and the lettuce and the cheese and the salsa and the mm-hmm. onions and, and seasoning. That's pretty much my signature thing. That's what I do. That's cool. All right. We're talking to Ludacris. We got to talk about the Fast and the Furious before we let you go. <laughs> they just keep of making course. them, Luda. <laughs> I mean, you, you see, I'm not I'm not complaining about I, it. I it's know you're not. The gift that keeps on giving. I mean, when you auditioned and they said, hey, we got this thing, you know, it's, it's these guys, it's this action thing. Did you think that freaking how many of them? Ten? Ten? Has it been ten? How many? We just filmed 10. Um, so, yeah, there are wow. 10 of them. And to answer your question, no, absolutely. I had no idea. I had no idea. We were happy to be in Too Fast, Too Furious, myself and Tyrese. And you got to understand, then came Tokyo Drift and another one. And then we got a call back to come in five. Five reinvigorated the entire thing. And then right. you got five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. I think I'm wow. like, I always tell people, I feel like the most blessed artist in, in on this planet to, you know, to have sold and made such a, a huge mark in music. And then also to be in such a franchise that's worldwide and have this Amazing. many sequels. It's like being able to satisfy that curiosity of being a movie star and, and, and a rock star to a degree. I'm the do, happiest do, man on earth. You can hear it in my voice. Do <laughs> <laughs> you think that give back is based off of you living through your truth, Luda? Man, a hundred percent. And then you gotta you gotta understand I take what I will learn from this fast franchise and what I take from my music and it all comes full circle because I put that back in being a creator in this Karma's World show that's on Netflix and now we got merchandising coming out. So for all of the girls and all of the parents and all of the fathers listening, you can go to Walmart, Target, Amazon and we got Karma's World styling head dolls and all oh, the nice. different dolls. I'm talking, we out here, representation matters in a, in a serious way. So we got, so we, we good now. The doll head is in the store right now? The doll head is in the store, in Target oh, right now. Shit. And it's on Amazon and it'll be in Walmart, I believe, in the coming weeks. But Walmart has a bunch of other dolls. 
So it's all flooding the, the, the markets right now all over. Beautiful, beautiful. Luda, I know your daughter's excited. She really doesn't get it. Do they get everything that you're doing? Do your kids understand who you are as a dad? Or is it still just like, ah, dad, he does this, he does that. Do they get it yet? <laughs> the oldest one definitely understands karma, who, who this show was built off of. I would say the the seven and eight-year-old, they... um they kind of get it, you know. They 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 understand it a little bit, but not fully yet. But you know, they're still they're still in a world of of mystery and and you know wanting to not completely understand everything. They're just so innocent, but they get there. Is there ever a time you want to leave rap out and just go to acting, or is it always a marriage? I would say I'd say probably in about another. I don't know, man. I don't want to be quoted on saying this, but you know, I'd say another. A decade or so and then i may be behind the scenes in music but yeah. i still got some i still got some competitiveness in me <laughs> it's, it's extra credit i got it there is also um karma's world has an album out streaming as well so they can stream oh, wow. the karma's world album so listen this nice. is a whole brand and franchise music merchandising books with scholastic everything you could think of so just support this new endeavor because we continuing to make it for us and it's doing well. Okay, Thank so you. Where, where can we find the streaming? Any of your favorite streaming platforms, Spotify, okay. you know, uh, Apple Music, whatever you listen to, just type in Karma's World. It's in, it's in there. Thank, Thank you, you so Chris. I appreciate you guys. Hopefully I'll see you in person soon. Make sure you check out his cartoon, Karma's World, on Netflix. Season 4 kicks off September 22nd. Here's your dose of espresso. Strong, hot news now. This is the Espresso, another senseless death of a black man at the hands of police. Samuel Celestin was having a mental episode. His sister called 911, and then this happened. He says, please, sir, help me, runs towards that officer. You know, he gets tackled, and then he gets tased again. He ended up getting hogtied and stopped breathing. We were told that he was fine and he was in the hospital. And is there something wrong with being an ambitious black woman? Meghan Markle talked to Serena Williams about it. Often women are definitely put in these different boxes when we are ambitious or when we when we do have goals or when we reach our goals. It's a negative connotation on how we reach the goals. And in theaters now, Regina Hall plays a preacher's wife in Honk for Jesus, Save Your Soul. Sterling K. Brown plays the pastor. He's a big personality and he's got a big venue to accommodate that big personality. Gets embroiled in a bit of a scandal and loses his congregation. And so he and his wife decide to hire a documentary film crew to sort of chart their ascendance back to prominence, or so he hopes. In theaters now, that's The Espresso. It's Cafe Mocha, Angelique, Lonnie Love, and Yo-Yo on the line. He is our Salute Them Awards community activist. Yes. For actor, entrepreneur, activist, David Banner. Welcome to the show. And thank you all so, so very much. I appreciate it. I'm honored. You know, David, uh, we just loved being able to honor you and you did all kind of interviews for Cafe Mocha and you made headlines, brother, when you said David Banner is tired of the black community being addicted to the approval of white people. I'm a part of I'm, I'm, a, I'm a part of it. I don't understand that. What did you mean by that? 
I, I, I don't remember saying that part. I, I mm-hmm. said I'm tired of, of us being addicted to the approval of white people. I don't I don't know where the first part of, mm-hmm. of that quote came from. Yeah, this this the Atlanta Black Star. And and you know how they do stuff for clickbait. So that was the yeah. headline. And I was like, that don't sound like David. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. What, what what I found is that, um, you know, I think I've been in the media long enough for for people to, to know better. And, um, you know, I think one of the problems that I can say is that Black America as a whole, we we are we are too connected to white people's approval and how white people feel, uh-huh. and white people's media. You know, uh, one of the things that I was going to get on Instagram and say today, is, and I've been saying this for so long, now I, I have to be honest with you, I sort of get tired of saying the same things over and over again, but I know that it's necessary, is that, you know, since the murder of Emmett Till, I can't really name one case, you know, up up until someone who probably got murdered, you know, two minutes ago. Has there ever been a case or has there ever been something that we stuck to until the end? And mm. one of the things that I thought about is that if you are a white supremacist, mm-hmm. wasn't the smartest thing to do to black people, especially since they're so addicted to white media, is just kill somebody else to do something else. Mm. You know, we went from being, you know, really close because I think what happens is our enemies see when we're becoming more conscious. Mm-hmm. Our enemies see, I think even before we do, because we don't know our power. I think they know that we're God more than we do. Uh-huh. And I think what ends up happening is the closer that we get, you know, somebody else get murdered, then everybody moves to the hottest topic. I think we have to pick one thing. And, and a, young, a couple of people got mad at me because I said, you know, if whatever case that has our people attention, if we could stick to that, make an example or get some legislation, whatever it may end up being, because I really don't believe until, you know, we do something about the murders of innocent, you know, descendants of Africans, period. I think things will never change. But, you know, I, I, I do agree with the fact, and uh, I can believe that I said that we, we are too addicted to white people's approval because even with so-called movements or, or when we decide to protest, you know, how can the people that you are protesting against tell you where and when to protest that's not a protest that's them moving you around mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. go to davidbannershop.com he's got some nice black power gear we've got more with David Banner coming up on Cafe Mocha this is KB- KBLA Talk 1580 I'm Angelique along with Lonnie Love and Yo-Yo we call it Cafe Mocha now we know him as a rapper He's also an actor. He played Philly Street in Empire, Pastor Green in Saints and Sinners. If you've seen the NDRE video for Steady Love, he plays the love interest. But David Banner has also been a longtime activist. He's our guest this weekend. You know, the, the type of person that I am, and I don't expect everybody to be like me, usually when white people have something to say about black people, and I may agree with it, then mm-hmm. I just shut up and won't even say nothing. Or like, let's say if white people are reprimanding someone black, you know, in media, black folks ain't got to add to that. You yeah, feel yeah. like we got to add to it. You ain't got to do nothing. They going to do what they going to do to us regardless. Right. You know, one of the things that I saw, and I never forget this, they said, you know, when 
a black person kills a black person, black people go to jail regardless. Mm -hmm. You know, if black people do something to white people, they go to jail. So if, if you look at, regardless of what people say, whether it's black on black crime, black on white, whatever it may end up being, we are always reprimanded. So we don't need any help with anybody doing anything to us. Mm-hmm. Every other race of people do what they want to to us. And then we do what we want to us. Mm-hmm. You know, so for me, even when we are wrong, you ain't you don't have to say nothing. But it seems like we go out of our way to show them that we feel the same way that they do. But don't you think, David, that part of the reason that we're addicted to this approval is because that's the power structure. I mean, it's like if we had our own stuff and we supported our own stuff, then we would not need the approval of the other because we got our own. Well, that's that's obvious. That's obvious, love. But the problem with that, it would only take us to change that overnight. Mm. Like, I mean, literally, like right now, if like, let's not even say this is this. A lot of times we like to use big numbers and big equations. Mm-hmm. It's very simple. I'll give you an example. Um, I sell my clothing on davidbanner.com. Mm-hmm. Um, matter of fact, we're talking all this. Go support a black man, David Banner. Okay, there you go. It only takes, I shoot movies now. We shoot movies. We, we score video games. We, uh, I run a full multimedia company. Mm-hmm. If, 20,000 black people, and I've sold millions and produced millions and millions of records. Mm-hmm. I have over, I think, 3.5 million followers across all of my platforms and two of the major platforms I don't even engage in. You know, if 20,000 people bought one of my hoodies from davidbanner.com, it would be $1.5 million. I could shoot any movie that I wanted to. Mm-hmm. But at some point, I think some of the stuff that they are doing to us is a blessing because it's going to force us to love, stay by, and protect each other. And I appreciate my award. <laughs> You're welcome. Thank you, David Banner. Amen. Always a pleasure. Thank you for hanging out hey, at I Cafe love you. Mocha. I love you, guys. Thank love you. you, too. Take care. That's the show. If you miss any part of it or you want the extended combo that we did with Tevin Campbell or with Ludacris, subscribe to the podcast or go to mochapodcastnetwork.com. Until next time, you can find us on all platforms at Cafe Mocha Radio. Cafe Mocha is a production of Miles Ahead Broadcasting in partnership with Compass Media. Executive producer Sheila Eldridge. For comments, booking, or more information, visit CafeMochaRadio.com. Radio.com.